This week on TSR, San Diego Comic-Con news. Thrawn makes some alliances. Which Star Wars hunk is your soulmate? And the Episode 9 cast announcement. All that and more on this episode of TSR. To TSR episode 194. Hi. Boy, uh, we were originally planning to record on Monday. Mm-hmm. Then it turned into Tuesday. No, it was Tuesday. Okay. Uh, in any case, my family's in town, so our schedule's been a little up in the air. Uh, it turns out it's a good thing that uh, we pushed off to today, Friday, yeah. uh, July 27th. Um, because there's episode nine cast announcement stuff, which we will talk about later. Yay! So hooray for pushing off uh, for that long. Uh, hey, before we go too much further, a quick note, Tashi Station Radio and the whole Tashi Station Podcast Network is brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. Head over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station, get in at the $1 level and support this and all of our other shows. And as a reminder, we are now at... Twitter at Tashi Station, no underscore, and TashiStation.net, no hyphen. I'm still so happy about that. <laughs> Hooray. Yes. Uh, hey, you've been busy reading Thrawn Alliances. Yes. I actually read it last week. I got it on Thursday, and I finished it on, when did I finish it? I think you Sunday? finished it Saturday night. Saturday, did yeah. I? Um, it was wonderful. Uh, it is my favorite Del Rey novel of the new canon, um, which you were surprised about. <laughs> I was. I mean, I, I knew I had a feeling it'd be good, but I was surprised it rated that highly for you. Yeah, um, it's just really good, and I can't really get into why without spoiling it. But the whole conceit is that it's two different stories in one book. It's Thrawn and Anakin and Padme uh, on this mission um, during the Clone Wars era, and then Thrawn and Vader on a mission together in the um, the the Rebels era era between season three and four of Rebels, and they are returning back to the same place, but. Only one of them knows that both of them have been there before, you know, um, or, the, or that, you know, Vader knows that he was on this mission with Thrawn before, but Thrawn does not know that he has been there with Vader. He knows he has been there with Anakin Skywalker, but not Vader. So there's a lot of interesting um, parallels Um it's really interesting to see how Zahn writes Anakin and then Vader, um, how different they are, but also how similar they are and how similar Thrawn stays between the two eras. Um, they go in, he goes into a lot of Thrawn's um, loyalties and what his motivations actually are. Um, I feel like Thrawn in canon is a lot more um, vulnerable than he was in Legends. Um, I fe- And I also feel like he is... Like, it's not glossed over that he's a bad guy, which I think is important because he is a bad guy as much as I like him. Um, and it's just a really solid story. Um, the two stories blend together so well Um, You really can't have one without the other. And I know there's, you know, Clone Wars fans who just want to read it for that. And then there's, uh, you know, original trilogy or Rebels era fans who just want to read it for that. Um, I am of the latter, but the book would not have been as good if it was just Vader and Thrawn tied up together or teamed up together. (laughs) Tied up together. That's a different book. Coming to you soon on AO3. (laughs) That's a different book, wishful thinking. Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's um, they, they wouldn't it wouldn't have worked otherwise. And I I'm really impressed with how he wrote the story and how everything sort of came together. And Padme is in it, which shouldn't really be surprising since it's Anakin during the Clone Wars. So of course Zod would use Padme, um, and he writes her really, really, really well. And I'm I was impressed and um, really pleased that Del Rey let him seed that story in Thrawn of him having met Anakin Skywalker before and he seeds some future stories with the Chiss Ascendancy and other things of the Unknown Regions and I'm really hoping that he gets to go back and write more in that era. So, hope. Two thumbs up. I loved it and you should go read it. <laughs> you personally, Brian. Yeah, me personally. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I, I will read it. I will. Yes. Uh, yes, I, I'll get around to it, I promise. Uh, hey, I have a BuzzFeed quiz. Yay, let's do it. Uh, which Star Wars hunk is your soulmate? Uh, this is an important one. This is an important one. Okay. <laughs> pick a I wonder who mine will be. Okay. Uh, question one. Pick a Chris. Pratt, Hemsworth, Pine, or Evans? Hemsworth. I, also, I too, have to go with Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Pick a Star Wars sidekick. BB-8, R2, Chewie, 3PO, K2, or Jar Jar? Mm, you pick. I, I, I'm, I'm going with BB-8. BB-8? Yeah. I'm going to go with... R2-D2. Okay, I mean, that's that's a solid choice. <laughs> Pick a Star Wars planet, Tatooine, Naboo, Jakku, or Alderaan. I feel like you can eliminate Tatooine and Jakku easily. <laughs> well, I don't know. I like warmth. I think I'll pick Alderaan. I think I'm going to go with Naboo. Okay. Uh, Choose a-, a place on Earth. Mm. This one's hard. Okay. Uh, Paris, London, Barcelona, New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, or Florence? Well, I'm taking out Los Angeles and Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, Paris, London, Barcelona. I'm going to pick London. <sighs> this is hard. London's my favorite. Um, I think I'm going to go with Paris. All right. Choose a food. Pizza, spaghetti, cheeseburger, fried chicken, steak, or sushi? You know, I love everything on here. <laughs> yes. But I can't say no to a good cheeseburger. I'm going to go with pizza. Good choice. Because you can't go wrong with a good pizza. All right. Which female Star Wars character do you relate to most? Leia, Padme, Rey, Jyn Erso, Rose Tico, Mon Mothma, or Amelyn Holdo? Leia. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> This one's hard for me. Uh, probably Rose. Really? Okay. Yeah. She's she's a dork like you. Choose a guardian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Boy, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, choose a guardian. Star Lord, Gamora, Groot, Drax, Mantis, or Rocket. Hmm. I don't know. I think we need to choose Rocket. <laughs> I. I'm gonna preface this by saying Star Lord is the worst. Yeah. But I identify with his music taste so much. Okay. Lastly, what's the one thing a guy <laughs> should have? Charm, integrity, ambition, a good sense of humor, a sense of adventure, responsibility, or a good body, duh. I'm going to say integrity. I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with a sense of humor. All right. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> Who'd you get? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> well done, BuzzFeed. Um, <laughs> what did you get? I got Poe Dameron. Oh, yay! <laughs> High five, both of us. Well done, BuzzFeed. You, you nailed it. That was that, that worked. That worked really well. Uh, Excellent. I, I'm really pleased that they used the um, it, they used Tatooine, Luke. Uh, promo image on here. I appreciate that they used used that one because he's cinnamon roll in that one. Aww, <laughs> I'm a, I'm so amused. Excellent work, BuzzFeed. <laughs> All right, off to the news. A new Doctor Who trailer debuted at San Diego Comic Con, and I can't wait to start watching Doctor Who again. Did you watch the trailer? I did. Yes, it I did uh, didn't too. show much, but uh, I am just I'm so excited. 
for this iteration of Doctor Who. I don't know anything about Doctor Who. Well, good news. uh, New showrunner and new Doctor is always a great time to start watching Doctor Who. I know absolutely. Well, that's not true. I know that the character is named the Doctor. I know that they usually have companions. Um, I know that they are Time Lords. I know that there's Daleks. And that's it. Okay, yeah, you got everything. You and need. the TARDIS. I know there's a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. Um, and I, I think I did see some Doctor Who while we were at a trivia night waiting for it to happen. And I thought it was the weirdest thing I've ever ever watched in my life. Yeah, Doctor Who without any audio is a little bit of a strange experience. So I don't know if I'm going to like Doctor Who, um, but I want to try it out because I am a misandrist and want to see Lady Doctor. (laughs) I'm not actually a misandrist. Don't at me. Um, But... I am, I guess this is now as good a time of any to try it. Absolutely. So yeah, that I believe debuts this Christmas this year. Considering how I do with other TV, I mean, it's probably not going to go well, but. (laughs) We still need to catch up on the expanse. I know. (laughs) Uh, There was not a lot of stuff that came out of San Diego Comic Con that was not star wars and even the star wars stuff wasn't huge now, star this wars is what happens stuff. when both star wars and dc or and marvel skip out mm-hmm. on comic-con well they had um star wars stuff but it was clone wars and publishing they didn't have like a movie panel or some anything like mm-hmm. that and marvel didn't have anything which is usually they have a big thing but wb had a big panel and they had um the fantastic beast people there Ugh. um still so mad i can't go watch my Ugh. precious hufflepuff newt's commander recast Ugh, whatever um but they also showed uh stuff from the dc universe uh they showed the trailer for the aquaman movie did you watch that i did yes what are your thoughts i'm mildly curious i it's uh it's it's interesting looking do you know anything about aquaman only that aquaman for the longest time was the punchline to every comics joke ever yeah he sucked that's all i know about him but now he's played by jason momoa who's hot and a great dad i haven't seen justice league and i probably won't so i don't know what happened with him in that movie uh if anyone wants to you know send us the wikipedia link or brief us on what happened to uh how how he was in that movie but um i'm interested to see aquaman maybe (laughs) who knows who knows uh and then the other one was shazam which i did not watch the trailer did you watch it i haven't seen okay it. then we should i thought you had watched it i i hadn't seen the shazam trailer um okay. I, I i do have one question though what am i the only person who cannot tell zachary levi and john krasinski apart i can't i can't do it i can't tell them what? apart i can't tell them apart they don't look anything alike they look identical no they don't i i'm sorry i I can't tell them apart okay now i have to look them up because i no i mean i know who john krasinski is because of the office the office so he'll always be jim to me but i i'm sorry you have to refer to him as jack ryan now Okay, now that I'm looking it up, I can sort of see where you're coming from. Thank you. But I, yeah, if if I saw a picture of Zachary Levi, Levi, I would not think, oh, that's John Krasinski. Yeah, no, they have different, they have different eyes. Yeah, they have different eyes. You don't know. (laughs) My my shameful confession is I can't tell white guys apart. I like the people also search for on John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, who's his spouse, Jenna Fisher, and Rain Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We need to get Rain Wilson in Star Wars. That would be weird. 
be awesome. All right. Hey, uh, we have a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about. Yeah, surprisingly. We didn't think there'd be anything at Comic-Con, but apparently... Surprise! Well, welcome to the reformatted TSR, where theoretically we're talking about Star Wars less. <laughs> well, I mean, when they give us news, we can talk about it. But, but we're also going to talk about other things when they give us news to talk about. So we don't have to, to talk about. So we don't have to dig deep for some kind of discussion topic that yes. we're only half-heartedly interested in. Yes. Uh, okay, let's start at the top. Uh, the Clone Wars is back for the Siege of Mandalore. Yes. I think it's good that they are doing this in animated short form series. Um, I am not a huge fan of the Clone Wars. I watched the later seasons and uh, enjoyed some of it and others I did not. Um, but this was a storyline that had been mentioned in several other media mediums including the Ahsoka book, and it seemed weird that they hadn't told that story. Um, and so I'm I'm glad that they're going to bring it to a conclusion. Um, and interested to see if this is some sort of precedent for other possible short-form stories like that they don't need to make something a long, like, season-long, multiple seasons-long series, or, you know, they can just make it, like, 12 episodes or a movie, because I think there's a lot of stories that they could tell that way. Um, and it will be nice to see the Clone Wars cast back, especially James Warner Taylor and Ashley Eckstein, and I'm glad that they get to do this and finish it up and everyone seemed happy so that's a good thing <laughs> and here's where we uh here's where we bring things down a little bit <laughs> oh we're gonna bring things down yeah we need to talk about how that presentation or how um, that announcement was handled well i don't think there's anything wrong with the announcement i no, just, I, I don't have a problem with them announcing it i just have an issue with the hashtag yeah exactly so i mean the whole save the clone wars hashtag was a kind of abusive social media front led by some kind of abusive assholes yeah and i am not too comfortable with uh, that uh, announcement using a hashtag heavily alluding to it to kind of legitimize that bad behavior. There's been a little, there's been, there's been a lot of creative uh, outlets that have kind of been uh, legitimizing this kind of behavior of late, and I find it deeply, deeply problematic. Yeah, um, it's. <sighs> Well, first, I mean, I get that there are people who love the Clone Wars and were sad that it was canceled um, because, like, I'm I'm a fan of Legends and sometimes I'm still sad that we're not getting new Legends stories, even though I understand the decision um, and don't expect them to bring it back ever or continue it. But, like, for Clone Wars, I... I, I I'm glad they got, get to do this Siege of Mandalore story because that was probably the intended end of the series. So they've done a lot of stories in other media, like they did Dark Disciple in a book. They did the Son of Dathomir comic. They did um, some of the animatics. They fit, they made those. And now this is going to be told in the same format of as the show. So this is a chance for them for Dave Filoni to end the series the way he had intended. Um, other than that, I don't see I, I don't see how that's saving the Clone Wars. Like, I guess it's semantics for me because I don't see what needs to be saved. Like, it had five seasons. They came back with more episodes after that that they finished specifically because fans wanted it. Then they did all the other stories um, and now they're coming back for this one. Um, so I I don't see what needs to be saved. Like, it's a very successful series that a lot of people love and has was on for a long time and had 
so much content. Um, I'm happy because, you know, 10 years of the Clone Wars and, you know, having this come back on the anniversary, like, that's really exciting for the fans of the show. And I'm glad for them. But other than that, I don't see how I don't see them needing to go forward with more episodes of the Clone Wars. And then therefore, how is this saving the Clone Wars? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean for me, though, it's it's really that hashtag that they use yeah. in there. I I'm really not comfortable uh, legitimizing. Um, I, again, we it's important here to separate. Yeah. Uh, fans who wanted more Clone Wars content. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But there were people, there were lots of people who were pushing that hashtag as an abuse campaign. Yeah. And I'm really not cool with legitimizing it uh, in that video they showed. You can, you can show this without, without, that without a cute hashtag. I know they were going for a hashtag six seasons in a movie vibe. There, yeah. But, um, that, that hashtag was an abusive one led by abusive people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sets a really bad precedent when, uh, you start, when you start, um, sort of uh legitimizing, legitimizing yeah. them because the message that sends is hey we can get what we want if we're just big enough assholes about it yeah i yeah i agree with that 100 percent. and it's like like just just say hey we know you guys wanted more clone wars and we're gonna give it to you we're gonna we're gonna do this storyline that you've wanted and that's it's great. It's happy. Everyone's happy. No, no one, like, legitimately no one can be mad. Like, I'm not a fan of Clone Wars. So literally my reaction was, I'm glad for the Clone Wars fans. <laughs> like, that, and that's pretty much it. Like, I but, wasn't yeah. angry. I wasn't mad. I was just like, oh, okay, meh. But I'm re- I texted my friend who loves Clone Wars. I'm really happy for you. And she was like, thanks. And that's... But you could have done this announcement without legitimizing them. Like, oh, we saved the show. Well, no, you're just telling a story that you didn't get to tell before. No, you didn't. (laughs) You didn't save the show in this. And also, also, this is not a response to The Last Jedi or Solo. Because this... This has been in the works for a while. Yeah, to get something like this out. Yeah. It's been in the works for way longer than The Last Jedi and Solo have been consumable by the movie going audience yeah i just don't like the whole idea of like okay well we're gonna be loud and obnoxious about something we don't like and we'll get something in i mean return for this it. this kind of this kind of behavior goes all the way back to mass effect 3 and bioware releasing an an alternate ending because people were such big assholes about it yeah and i am really 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 not comfortable with um Anything that's even just a sly yeah. uh, legitimization of lousy, bad fan behavior. Um, Megan, who uh, podcasts with us on Western Reaches and mm-hmm. Vongcast, uh, had an article about or, uh, oh, discussing- Oh, yeah, that was a good article. Uh, discussing uh, the Clone Wars coming back, and she had a big section about don't encourage bad behavior. Yes. And that's what that, vi- that's what that, that sly nod at the end of the video did. Yeah, and it would be like if the, you know, in, in the episode nine press release that we're going to talk about, they had said something that the effect of, oh, we know a lot of you didn't like Last Jedi, so we're going to, you know, we're going to fix fix Star Wars. I mean, obviously they wouldn't do that, but it's it's the same vibe that it gave off. And I was like, eh. Like, why can't you say, like, Clone Wars Returns, or Clone Wars Back, or Clone Wars... Or just not have a cute hashtag at the end of it. Or, like, Clone Wars Revive, or Clone Wars Live, like, anything other than Clone Wars Saved. Yeah, just... Yeah. Be... You see this a lot in the video game sphere. Mm -hmm. Be careful about emboldening bad behavior. I mean, like, and we've seen it with legends the give mm-hmm. us legends and bring us legends groups mm-hmm. like it would be like them saying 
we're going to release Sword of the Jedi, which they're not. So don't because it was never written. It was never. Or if they okay, if they said we're going to we're going to finish Legends with one story, like which is the equivalent of what they're doing with Clone Wars. We're going to come back and do one last Legends story to tie everything together, and the hashtag was give you Legends, like like that would just that would make me not want like that would make me not be excited about it you know like my reaction would be should be yay one more legend story and i'd be like oh god i don't want these people to get what they want (laughs) you know so basically yay for clone wars fans very happy you I get mean, more content. Boo legitimizing bad fan behavior. I mean, this was a legitimately awesome and great thing that just had the brakes pumped on it by yeah. at the end of that video there. Yeah. Just, oh, just be careful. Don't, don't inadvertently tell shitty fans. To keep being shitty. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Be yeah. careful. Yep. I know that wasn't the intent, but. That's what happened. I agree. Okay. So, moving on. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the actual, like, <laughs> the actual story? Well, I mean, yeah, that's what we're moving on to. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, they, they are going to be bringing back Clone Wars to tell the Siege of Mandalore. It's going to be 12 episodes. Um, all of the cast is going to be back. Um, I'm mostly excited for James Warner Taylor being back. I, he's, he's a good guy and I missed, I missed him in Star Wars. And, um, so that'll be interesting. And I guess that's why Dave Filoni isn't really show running resistance. Um, I mean, it's only 12 episodes. Would that really yeah. hinder him? Show well, if they're doing it now... I mean, I'm guessing once they're done, he can do, but I'm assuming they're doing it at the same time. Well, given so. that Resistance has two dedicated EPs now, I don't think he's going to be show running yeah. it at any point. Yeah, true. But, um, and I know a lot of people are debating, like, what what episode what the episodes are going to be what the arcs are going to be um like are they going to do the ones that they've put up as animatics um or are they just going to do siege of mandalore and what who's going to be in it and what we're going to see uh so that'll be are we going to see order 66 is it going to end with order 66 (laughs) here's my prediction of how it ends um you see, you're not actually in the cockpit, but you see Anakin and Obi-Wan's ships mm-hmm. drop out of hyperspace, jump into battle, and you just hear Anakin's voice. Uh-huh. This is where the fun begins, uh, and it ends. Well, because I know originally, because the Siege of Mandalore, that's where Ahsoka is during Order 66. Mm-hmm. She's there during Order 66, because they... It's a little bit in the Ahsoka novel. Okay, I've got the timeline a little yeah. confused so then. In the Ahsoka novel, there's a short little flashback to her fighting Maw on Mandalore. Um, they do, it's not like really fleshed out, which is understandable now why it's not fleshed out. But so yeah, apparently she was that's where she was during Order 66 when her and Rex kind of got away and faked their deaths mm-hmm. and, and then like went off. So that will be interesting to see if they do that, because that'll be a really depressing way to end the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, yeah, mostly I'm excited for the precedent, because there are so many stories I think that would be awesome, like animated movies or miniseries or something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something a little controversial. I Uh-oh. almost wish this was six to eight episodes because I feel mm-hmm. like that's a perfect miniseries run and I'd love for this to set a six to eight episode miniseries precedent. Yeah. Like, when, during Legend, like when Legends was still going on, I always wanted like an animated version of the Thrawn trilogy or something like animated ad- adaptations of certain stories and like if they can't write more legend stories, I'm like, can they can they still do that? Can they still give us an animated version of Thrushelch? <laughs> no, they won't. But alas, I can, but I can dream about other stories like X Wings. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. that'll be the live action show. 
All right. Moving on, Tales from Vader's Castle comic is a new series from IDW by Kevin Scott. I'm really confused about the IDW comics versus the Marvel comics. So IDW is geared towards a younger audience, which Marvel doesn't really have a uh, have an imprint for. So it's kind of like Delray versus Disney Lucasfilm Press. That's exactly. Okay. That's exactly the split. Understandable. Yeah, right. so uh, one of the covers features a very frightened-looking uh, Kanan and Hera on it. Uh, <laughs> also pictured in that, the look on their face 93% of the time, Ezra says he has a great idea. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> okay, uh, hey, and there's a Vader's Castle arc. This one's going to be a Marvel, uh, coming from uh, Charles Soule. Uh, and Charles Soule's been just nailing everything he writes for Marvel Star Wars, so that's going to be one no doubt worth picking up. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Have you, have you, are you reading the current Vader comic? I am not reading the current Vader but you comic. Read the, oh, you read the last one. I read the last couple arcs on the uh, last Vader Oh, run. so you didn't eat, re- what, read the whole Vader No, comic. I didn't. Okay. But so what comics are you reading now? Uh, currently right now, I'm reading Poe Dameron, which is wrapping up soon. I'm reading the mainline Star Wars, which is in a big arc now, but... Uh-huh isn't really keeping me uh, um and i'm reading poe dameron i didn't know or, sorry were, not poe dameron uh, afra i didn't know you were reading the star wars comic yeah i've only picked up like the last five issues uh, was it since karen gillen started writing it yeah okay. you you are instructed to tell me if there's any pilots <laughs> uh i mean there is some pilot action in this what what why didn't you tell me i mean no taiko okay, i don't Still, uh, there's a decent amount of uh, Wedge and Hobby and Luke, uh, just kind of downtime. Okay, I don't. Yeah, that's I don't want downtime. I want flying, uh, which <laughs> is about to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, what I really want is them becoming Rogue Squadron. That's what I really I care. Think about. that's where we're going. I hope so. And I, I have a theory. I don't think this, I don't, I don't, it's probably not true because I don't do comics, but the, since the mainline series is called Star Wars and they're gearing up toward the Empire Strikes Back time, right? Mm-hmm. What if once that happens, they stop the Star Wars comic, start a new one called the Empire Strikes Back? Ooh. Volume one, two, three, four, five. I like that. And then they do that through the period Empire and Jedi and then... They can change it again. I like that. See, I have some good ideas. <laughs> uh, I, I will say uh, a lot of my comics reading right now is actually the Marvel superhero realm. Uh, uh, I'm reading, I'm reading uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, Squirrel Girl, um, Runaways. Oh, the Runaways run has been fantastic. See, Brian, why don't you need to talk about that on the show? I talk about the books I read, so you need to talk about the comics. I, I, I always forget because we're always recording well after I've I've got my uh, comics for the week, so I f- always forget. Um, and oh, uh, there's a new Captain Marvel mini that's running right now. Issue one was amazing. Uh, if you are. It and it's. I'd say it's also a good jumping on point for anyone who's curious about Captain Marvel. So go check that out. Um. So what other? So there's the Vader ongoing. Is that the only other ongoing right now? Uh. The, and there's some miniseries. The ongoings right now are Vader, um, Poe Dameron, which is wrapping, uh-huh. uh, in two months. Uh, Star Wars Mainline uh-huh. and Afra. But yeah, so there's going to be an arc in the Vader comic where Vader gets his castle, which should be interesting. Indeed. Yes. Okay, so uh, there is another, uh, we're calling this a comic maxi series? That's what they're calling it, Okay, so it's kind of a triptych. uh, Age of Rebellion, or Age of Republic, Rebellion and Resistance. Yeah, so I think there's going to be 10 issues for each era and each, and there's going to be, like, a hero versus a villain for each. Like, so there will be five hero comics and five villain comics. And they announced the Republic ones. Um, and I can't remember, of course, who they are. But, um, so there's going to be, like, ten for those, then ten for the Rebellion, and ten for the Resistance. Um, the Resistance ones I might actually pick up. Um 
but I'm more interested in like the characters we're not seeing in the movies. So mm-hmm. like I would be more interested in like the background characters that we're not getting a lot of. Speaking of the background characters, um, when this last arc of Poe Dameron is done, uh-huh. you should read it. I should. Okay. It's all about it's all about what Black Squadron oh, is up yeah. to. Oh yeah. I do want to read all of Poe Dameron. Like I I I actually started reading Poe Dameron and I just kind of stopped and then I was way too far behind to get ever caught up, but you have all the episodes you have all the issues. Yeah, I, so I do have all the issues. I eventually I'll I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> Bria is listening right now and just saying, sure. Hey, Bria doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And finally, we got some book news. Yes. And big it's some book news. Big, big, big book news. Uh, we are obviously coming up on the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace. Yes. Apparently, they want to mark the occasion. <laughs> and boy, howdy, is De- are Delray and Lucas Press marking the occasion? <laughs> yeah. First up, Master and Apprentice by uh, Claudia Gray. Which is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And if you were at DragonCon last year, which we were not, but we have the uh, recordings, I think, on uh, uploaded. Um, mm-hmm. She had mentioned that she would love to write a Qui-Gon Jinn story. And in fact, her um, story in From a Certain Point of View was called Master and Apprentice. And it was about Obi-Wan. Uh, speaking to Qui-Gon. <laughs> Boy, I want to know if that's going to use, if the book's going to use a similar framing method to that short. Maybe. I mean, it says that it's set before The Phantom Menace, but I can see them doing like a framing story and just not, um, you know, saying so beforehand. Yeah. So um, it'll be very interesting to see what this book what happens in this book um a lot of people have been speculating it's going to tell the story of how obi-wan meets uh duchess satine on mandalore and how they sort of become not become romantically involved um which i know a lot of people would love to read and Claudia Gray would be a good person to tell that story <laughs> um the one thing that really in- intrigued me I had this thought, and then I saw some other people on Twitter talking about it. Dooku is still part of the Jedi Order at this time. Ooh. So that could be very interesting to see him and Qui-Gon interacting and start having their disagreements about how the Jedi Order is run and how they are interacting with the Republic. Um, I think feel like that would be very interesting and they could even make it up to have him be the pseudo antagonist of the story and um because i believe he left the jedi order right around the time of phantom menace i can't remember if it was before or after but um yeah i this isn't like my the era I'm interested in mostly, but I really li- love Claudia Gray's writing, and I will ri- I will read it just for that. Um, she's written three books so far in the new canon, and I've enjoyed all of them. So, um, and also just on a another like out of universe note. I'm really glad to see a female author writing a book featuring two main male characters as the leads. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see a female author not being pigeonholed into writing the, the female character yeah. book. And like and there's obviously there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm glad that, you know, Delilah Dawson got to write Phasma and Claudia Gray got to write Bloodline. Um and E.K. Johnson got to write Ahsoka and then the other book we're gonna talk about. Like and I feel that way because Star Wars has so few, well, I can't really say that anymore, but Star Wars still has a dearth of female characters as compared to male characters. So I feel like they they need to get caught up. And so, yes, you should have female authors writing the stories with the female characters for now. But the female authors should also get a chance to write the male characters. Exactly. Yes. Um, so, like, I'm really glad Moore Lafferty is writing, is doing the solo novelization. Um, and oh, I can't. Sorry, just total sidebar. <laughs> I cannot wait to read Murr 
outright haunt at the academy. Yes. So yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about that. They 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 talked about the Han Solo novel, um, and that it will be expanded like the last Jedi was, and it's going to have the haunt at the academy. Which I scenes. am loving how they're handling the novelizations yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm glad to see like that they, you know, will they have female they, that they have authors like claudia and their stable that they just keep going to and that you know they can have her say like i want to write a book about qui-gon and be like okay you can write it and it's not like no we're only gonna have the female authors write about the female characters because that's not what diversity is it's like the same thing how i was really glad that daniel jose older got to write last shot because he's writing about han you know and mm-hmm. it's not like oh, okay like i would i would love to also have him write a novel like about cassian mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but he shouldn't be like you said that shouldn't be the only thing like diverse diverse authors only writing characters that are diverse yeah agreed like having only putting like diverse authors on diversity panels at cons don't do that <laughs> no you get that diversity all over the place yeah you put it everywhere yes and then like so yeah I, I was glad to see that and i so this book is coming out i can't remember if it's february or march but it's it's quarter one yeah the, both of these books yeah. are uh both of these books the second of which is Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnson, which is the long-rumored Padme YA novel. Um, and as I said on Twitter, this book is about 19, 16 years too late. Um, I didn't mean too late, as in they shouldn't bother putting it out now. But this but book should have been this written book 16 come years out ago. in 2020, 20, like 2001 or 2002 like it's it's a damn shame that it took this long to get this book written it really is like there was there was such a lack of padme in novels during this time frame and it's because like they focused on the clone wars and the people fighting and you know she really got the short end of the stick and i think that's why i never became a big padme fan because i always read the books and that was how i really got interested in characters and explored characters i liked and she was never there um so there was never like a padme book for me to read and like get really interested in her character meanwhile i'm reading new jedi order and um at the same time and there's mara and leia and Jaina and other characters so um and like and she's a character that would benefit from a novel so much because of the politics yeah that's and that's really what i was thinking was padme especially when the prequels were coming out padme i think would have benefited from a novel yeah more than any other character she really would have like it's like i think of like her getting a novel like bloodline like would have done so much for her character um you know unfortunately you can't really change how the way she was written in the movies um you know which was both good and bad um you know i loved padme in the phantom menace um i liked her a lot in that movie um didn't like her so much in attack of the clones and didn't like her at all in revenge of the sith so um i i'm looking forward to seeing a book about her that is just her not her and anakin because as great you know thrawn alliances was great but she uh, she's with anakin um i through some of the book and some of the book she's by herself so but this one she's front and center not married yeah this is her transition from queen to senator and I think it will really help people like get into her head and stuff. So yeah, I I agree. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of uh, it was a lot of Star Wars news at a San Diego Comic Con, despite the fact Lucasfilm wasn't actually there. Yes. Oh, and you did you the the cover for Queen Shadow? That is a well designed cover. Yeah, it's half of it's uh, Queen Amidala, and the other half is uh geonosis arena padme so um and um and 
E.K. Johnson, who wrote Ahsoka, is writing it and uh, looking forward to see what she does with it. Um, I also am very intrigued because she uh, is very um, focused on getting representation in her books, um, especially of LGBTQ characters. Bring it on! And this is going to be with Padme and her handmaidens. So if two of the handmaidens are not romantically involved, I'm calling that people told her she could not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, shall we get on to the big news now? Yes. So about four o'clock today... Uh, or might have been four fifteen. You'd yeah, actually it was left the right before, like yeah. You, you left the office, and like I looked over at Twitter like thirty seconds after yep. you left, and uh, the Star Wars Twitter account just nonchalantly drops episode nine casting news. Yeah, which I had been wondering about because I knew they were like gearing up to start filming, and I'm like, where is the cast announcement? Like, it's not as big as you know. The Force Awakens. I mean, one, nothing but, will ever be as big as that picture drop. But I, you know, I still wanted to know, and a lot of people were curious what they were going to do about Leia. Um, and thankfully, this press release addressed that and didn't try to mystery box it. Thank the maker. Okay, where do we start on this one? Uh, I guess just reading the reading the press release. <laughs> Okay, so episode nine is be- will begin to film at London's Pinewood Studios on August 1st, 2018. J.J. J. Abrams re- returns to direct the final installment of the Skywalker saga. Abrams co-wrote the screenplay with Chris Terrio. Yes. Final installment of the Skywalker saga. How do you feel about that? I'll believe it when it's actually the final one. Yeah. I am I'm, we've been told this before. I'm kind of sad. I I'm sad. I'm sad, but I'm not sad. Like I'm not sad because I feel like I had that sadness when Ray was not Luke's daughter. <laughs> and so now I'm just kind of like oh well. <laughs> I I figured it was going to be the end of that story anyway. So So it might be the end of the Skywalker saga, but I highly doubt it is the end of the numbered episodic films. Yeah. I they might, I I imagine they'll take a few years off from them. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. They, we'll see an episode ten at some point. I I bet. Yeah. Uh, okay. Returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, Eunice Sutamo. <laughs> Sutamo. I always trip on that one reading it, and Billy Lord. Uh, I'm glad. I hope Lupita Nyong'o has a bigger role than she did in The Last Jedi. I'm glad to see Billy Lord explicitly yes. mentioned as part of the main cast here. Yes. Um, and we're glad that Rose will Rose be will be returning. I'm very happy about that. Um, additionally, joining the cast of Episode 9 are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell. Initially, this release Carrie did Russell not have Carrie not... Russell on. Yes. Uh, what, what did you say? You you saw somewhere that uh, they literally finalized that contract minutes after this release went out? Yeah, that's what I heard. Okay. Um, so, I know people know uh, Richard E. Grant from a lot of things. I don't know him, so... He was apparently in Spice World? Uh, apparently also in Downton Abbey and uh, Doctor Who and a bunch of other stuff. Um, Naomi Aki, I don't know. I think she's a newer actress. Uh, let's pull up the IMDb. Okay. Naomi Aki. I uh, keep talking while I pull that up. So I know we discussed this before when the Carrie Russell rumor was happening that, you know, while it's great to see new characters come in for episode nine, we're both like, how... How will that happen? Because there's so many characters already. And I just hope that I just hope that people don't keep getting like don't get the short end of the stick. Yeah. You know, like if they're going to bring in new characters, I hope they're like they have important roles, you know, even if they're not like huge roles that they're, you know, not just like one scene and over. Um, okay. Um 
Naomi Aki, we've got some uh, credits here. Uh, I used to be famous. Did an episode of uh, also did an episode of Doctor Who, a uh, production of Lady Macbeth. Uh, uh, played Anna in that. Uh, Vera uh, Yardy, The Arrival, and uh, is set to appear in The Corrupted. Ah, okay. So uh, not a very long list. She is. She does newer appear to be actress. a newer actress. Okay, um, that's what I thought. It looked like she was younger. But I'm again very happy to see Star Wars, uh, being a nice launch launch pad. Yes. For uh, new actors, especially new actors of color. Yes. Don't kill her, please. Don't put her in an alien costume. Don't kill her, or put her in an alien costume or makeup. Please. Just don't. Let her be there. Mm-hmm. On the bridge. Doing whatever. Or in an X-Wing. What if she's Poe's new wingmate? <sighs> that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, and again, yes, Carrie Russell. Yeah. Uh, will also be. Which would be interesting to see. Um, wouldn't mind seeing her in the First Order because there needs to be more female First Order people. What did I see someone speculate a Knight of Ren, perhaps? That'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay, uh, and they all will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Anthony Daniels. <laughs> you say it for last. Uh-huh. <laughs> Billy D. Williams. Hey, it's official now. Yay! It's official, official. Lando. Lando's Woo-hoo. back. And finally, Mark Hamill. It's Mark Hamill is the first name on that list, but Brian saved him for last. It's, I, I gotta build. I gotta build to that. <laughs> for me. For you. Like, literally, I opened up the article and I was just like, scam, 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 scam. Oh, thank God, Mark Hamill's there. <laughs> like, literally all I cared about. Because I didn't think I could handle another year and a half of the effing mystery box of whether Luke was going to be in this movie as a Force ghost. So, um, let's ask Nancy, how do you feel about knowing you're going to get to see Force ghost Luke? Conflicted. Aww. <laughs> Fair, no, I no, I'm happy. This just makes me happy because that was my biggest fear. Was like, cause, cause I was slightly disappointed with episode eight. Like, I mean, there's parts of it I love and there's parts of it I hate. Um, not hate. There's parts of it that make me very sad. Um, and knowing that Luke will be in this movie is making me feel better about him in episode eight. Um. And I've said, like, before, I want him to have a big role in this movie. Like, I don't want him to, like, be the, be the lead or have as big a role as he did in episode eight. But I want him to have a legitimate role. I don't want him to just come in and do the one Force Ghost scene with Rey, like, you know, Obi-Wan coming in Return of the Jedi or Empire. I want him to be the frickin' ghost of Life Day Future for Kylo. <laughs> like, I mean... That is the most obvious way to go. Like, he said, see you around, kid, and that needs to be a promise. Haunt his sorry First Order ass. Like, and, like, he he can be more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And I want, like, Obi-Wan said that in A New Hope, and we've never really seen what that means. Um, Luke had been missing for years, this is now his chance to fix his mistakes um, and, like, actually play a role in the story. Um, you know, I I had wanted him and Rey to go fight against, like, Kylo and Snoke, and that's kind of what I wanted Episode Nine to end with, because... So much in Star Wars, we see the main hero go off on their own to fight the bad guys, and that's supposed to be, like, their big test, like, going off on their own to fight. But Rey has already fought Kylo Ren twice by herself. Um, So she doesn't need to prove herself and be alone. Like, I want to see her confront Kylo with a Force ghost, Luke, at her side. Like... That would just be really meaningful. And not just Luke, like, I would love to see her surrounded by the people that have become her family, like Finn and Poe. And hopefully she'll get to have interact with Rose and, like, just 
because she has these people now in her life and Kylo doesn't. And it's like the scene in Half-Blood Prince, or not Half-Blood Prince, Order the Phoenix, when Voldemort is trying to p- possess Harry and Harry says, you know, you'll never know love or friendship and I feel sorry for you. Like, that's the sort of feeling I want Ray to have. Like, I have, these are, these are my people now and they're here for me and you don't have that because yep. you won't accept it. Um, but like, I just, I, I mean, I'll be happy no matter how we get to see him in this movie. Like, even if it's just a short scene, like there was with Yoda, because that scene was amazing, but like, you know, I mean, Yoda already set the precedence that you can interact interact with the physical realm. And like, I feel like it would be really interesting for Luke to appear to people who are not force users like if he can interact with the real world and people like just a regular person would um which i we we've never really had any sort of precedent for that um but if lucas is powerful as he is then it sh- you should be able to like I feel like non-Force users should be able to see Force ghosts. I agree. Okay. This next paragraph, I'm just going to read verbatim. Yes. Because this is the most important thing from this release. Yes. Um, The role of Leia Organa will once again be played by Carrie Fisher, using previously unreleased footage shot for Star Wars The Force Awakens. We desperately desperately loved Carrie Fisher, says Abrams. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode 9 by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode 7. That's very important. I've had a couple hours to think about this now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think... I think... None of the options were great. None of the options were perfect. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best option they could have gone with. I agree. Yeah, I I did not want them to kill her off off screen. Um, I didn't want them to do CGI, and I did not want them to recast. But in the end, we always said whatever Billy wanted them to do, we would end up supporting. Um. And I feel like this is the best way to honor Kiri's legacy and to have her be part of the story um, and still be respectful. Yeah, I it is it is doing the best possible thing they can do with just just an awful situation. And I I applaud them for figuring I, I applaud them for figuring out the the best thing they can do here. Yeah, like, it's it's hard because I, you know, I think all of us after we saw The Force Awakens and all had the same idea of the story they were going for, which was going to be some sort of confrontation or showdown between Leia and Kylo in Episode Nine that would either that would lead to his redemption or his death. Not saying Leia would kill him, but that he would end up dying and, you know, just, I feel like a lot of people felt that if anyone was going to be the person to redeem Kylo, it would be Leia. And especially since Leia didn't go to the Death Star with Luke uh, in Return of the Jedi, like, I personally really wanted her to have that opportunity. Um, so obviously that can't be the case now, but I feel like whatever they story they can have for her will be a satisfying conclusion. Yeah, I mean, I I feel I feel a little better just because I know if they're going if they found this route, mm-hmm. they've clearly put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, and. I really wa- I, I feel better knowing that. I really wonder if that's why they had ch- that why they changed with directors and then s- writers 
and push the film release date back is because of how much time that how much time of that was them trying to decide what to do yeah. about Leia. I mean, there's no telling now. Maybe we'll find out in the making of book right. 10, 20 years down the line. But uh, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm glad this is the way they're this is the route they're going. Yeah, because I feel like her, having it be another actress would just be too glaring. Like it would you wouldn't be able to pay attention to the story. Um, having it be CGI, I don't think they could do with a character like that like someone like tarkin that's one thing some an actor who's been dead for decades but not leia yeah not no carrie Fisher. not not leia not carrie and i'm really interested to see how they do this because like just from a technical standpoint because like I don't know what what I, footage they would be using and I, how they're going to manipulate it into other... I saw someone mention that they had shot some footage of Leia on Hosnian Prime yeah. asking for resources. I'm wondering if that might be what they use here. Yeah, I'm wondering like if... Well, you know, JJ obviously knows because he directed episode seven but you know if he sort of tried to write her role around what they could do with the footage that they had yeah um but if they will also do a th similar thing to what they did with the rogue one pilots where they take them and then put them I in mean, another that's another scene. that's another thing that gives me hope if they were able to do that with 40 year old footage mm -hmm. from the lucasfilm archives yeah uh I'm not worried from a technical perspective how they'll make this work. Yeah. Um, and there's one last bit here. Uh, composer John Williams, who has scored every chapter in the Star Wars saga since 1977's A New Hope, will return to a galaxy far, far away with Episode Nine. And I don't want to be... but last one. Yeah. This is probably going to be John Williams' final Star Wars film. Yeah. That might kill me during the end credits. <laughs> Aww, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the big news. Um, I'm very happy with this announcement and everything that's in here. I am too. Uh, honest, they the the new cast that's coming in looks really great. I'm really happy that they're not mystery boxing. Mark Hamill's involvement, Billy D. Williams' involvement that, in what they're doing with Leia. That was, I mean, that was my biggest fear was that they were going to, you know, hide that Mark Hamill was going to be in the movie and then not say what they were going to be doing with Carrie Fisher. And I'm really glad that they didn't do either of that. I mean, I'm I'm down for mysteries and movies uh -huh. and surprises. These, these are, these are some things that I don't want to be surprised on. Yeah. Like, I mean... I feel like trying to hide Mark Hamill being in the movie as a force ghost would just be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and hiding what they're doing with Leia would just be hurtful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I agreed. And I think that's one of the reasons I was like, I think that's one of the reasons people were so anxious about episode eight is knowing that, you know, Ryan Johnson had said that they didn't change anything about what happened with Le Leia's story, and people were like, okay, but what does that mean? <laughs> okay, but do Luke and Leia meet at any point? Yeah. I wish I'd known that going I, in. I, yeah. My I first too. viewing would have been way less stressful. I was so stressed. I think you know how stressed <laughs> I, I was. I do. Um, and, but like, you know, I, I know a lot of people have speculated about, will there be other first ghosts in this movie? Like, for example, Hayden, Anakin. Hayden Christensen, And yeah. that is the sort of thing That's that a surprise you a I want. That's a surprise I want. Like, Yoda being in episode eight was something they needed to keep a secret, and I'm glad that they did. I, I um, totally agree. But this sort of stuff isn't stuff that you don't hide. So, um Thank you for not doing that, JJ. <laughs> agreed, agreed. So, December 2019. That's still on. It's still a long ways away. Which is why I say bring back the holiday special this year yes. as filler. Come on, Lucasfilm. You can do it. Any uh, last thoughts before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. Yep, I... I'm, I'm actually excited about 
episode nine. (laughs) I didn't know. My excitement hadn't been there for nine. It's here now. Yeah. And I just needed, I needed these things confirmed. Yeah. I'm still hoping that we get some more, we get some uh, ancillary material in the secret trilogy era. Like, I know we're going to get Resistance soon. Um, I know we're going to get the Age of Resistance comics, but I really hope we get, like, some books um, set during that era, because I would really like to see, you know, a lead up like we got with Phasma and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's in Gwendolyn Christie, not in the press release. So either they're mystery boxing the return of Phasma or Phasma is really dead. Yep. <laughs> Who knows? Also, Benicio del Toro, not in the press release. So I think that's the last we saw DJ. Yeah, it could be. Not. I don't care either way. Yeah. What do you think? How do you think Lando's going to come into it? How do you, what do you think he's... It's got to be something appropriately suave, right? I wonder if he's going to end up being one of the allies. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Finance the resistance. (laughs) Because he was, he did, um, when in Bloodline, he was, he did send a message to Leia, like a message of support to Leia, so. Yeah. So, yep. Episode nine. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that's happening still. Got some confirmed stuff that makes us all happy. We don't have another Star Wars movie for oh. a year and a half. Oh. Mm. We're so spoiled. <laughs> I like Christmas Star Wars. <laughs> Dang I, it. I do too. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap up. This episode of TSR has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. Head on over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station uh, to join up at just the $1 level. Uh, you can help us out uh, by helping to cover our increasing hosting costs. And uh, get in on the uh, Patreon Slack team, where we have been having all sorts of fun today talking about this. Yes. Um, on Twitter, you can find us with the handle Tashi Station. No more underscore. You just did it Tashi this time. Station. Said it right. Uh, you can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E, on Facebook. We're the Tashi Station Network. You can find our columns and news at TashiStation.net. Again, no hyphen, just TashiStation.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We will catch you all next time. Bye. So long. TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team.